For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. Welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. That's right. So glad you could be here. Was running a little behind today. I know that is something I probably say before every episode. But it was the case today as well. So the camera, for those of you watching on YouTube, it's kind of um, it's in a weird spot. I don't really know how I feel about it. You got a little bit of my plantation shutters over here in the shot. You got my mess on my on my table here, on my wires. I can't keep my devices charged, so they're constantly hooked up to a power source. But uh, glad to be here. I have no idea what we're going to talk about today, but as I normally do, we just figure it out as we go now there is the topic of last night night three of the democrat national convention very very exciting where former president barack obama barack the builder as i has i've dubbed him today if you've seen my social media or the over the line social media um you'll notice that I posted a meme, and it was, uh, hold on, I want to give you the exact um, exact saying it was, that was on there. It said, uh, Michelle Obama says, Trump is putting kids in cages. Then it says, guy who built the cages. And then it, it shows Obama standing there with a hard hat and a tool belt in front of a cage full of uh, illegal immigrants. 
<laughs> so good. It's so good. What's sad, though, is that ha- most people don't know that, or at least the Trump haters don't realize that. They're living their life without a, an enormous set of facts, literally. And they're getting themselves worked up over stuff that just downright doesn't exist or is based on a false narrative. All the people that continue to bring up the quote-unquote kids in cages have not once mentioned the fact that Obama did it. I had to point out last night on social media that no president in history has deported more illegal immigrants than Barack Obama. Now, is that something you should applaud? Well, I mean, I guess you could. There's not really nothing to applaud. You're just following the law. And Obama didn't do anything. The Border Patrol did. He's just got the power to stop him if he wants. But he didn't. He didn't. He got on national TV and, and made a plea to people crossing the border illegally saying... If you come across with your kids, you will be separated from your family. <laughs> and that's, that's the big controversy. That's why they want the left wants to defund ICE right now. For the exact thing that Barack Obama said to people crossing the border. As a matter of fact, let me see. Let me see if I can find that video. Because um, it's good. It's, it's, it's real good. Um, uh, y'all just, uh, be patient with me. Not to mention, I mean, if I feel like it, since this is the YouTube live stuff, I can always edit the, 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 <laughs> the awkward moments and the stalls out when I post the podcast. Well, it'll be fine. Um, but today's gonna be a laid back show. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling with y'all today. Let's see. Obama says, let's, let's do, Obama separates... Immigrant families. That should come up, right? I mean, it's probably going to be hard to find. Uh, let's do... Obama says he will separate immigrant families. With his bare hands, he will separate immigrant families. Yeah, see, they, I, I, if, if I had time to look for it, I would look it up and play it for you guys. Um, it's out there, but when it comes to YouTube and Google and everybody else, they try their best to bury that kind of stuff that, that makes them all, Obama himself and, and the rest of the left, look like complete and utter hypocrites. Uh, I'm just flying through here because I know, I know what the clip looks like. I don't even have to read the, read the headlines here, but uh, I'm not gonna find it. Obama says, "Don't cross border with children." How about that? Maybe that'll pull it up. Here we go. Good morning, America. Barack Obama uh, speaking on illegal border crossings. Let me see. I don't want to play out. This is obviously the entire interview because it's like five and a half minutes long. So I'm not trying to. 
I'm not trying to play that whole thing for you. And of course, it's got the commentary here. Let's see what we got. The president's trip is one more move to break out of the White House bubble and convince the country he's... Now, this is from six years ago. Keep that in mind. came to see after she... Two years before he left office, give or take. If I'm working really hard, can I find affordable child care? You know, if, if I'm going back to school, why am I not eligible for some tax credits to offset the tuition? And it breaks my heart sometimes to think that we can't get our act together enough to, to, to do that. For us not to try uh, makes a mockery of our democracy. But will trips like this make a difference? Obama blames Republicans for not passing his proposals, but now the public is blaming him. More than half Americans have lost confidence in your ability to lead the country and get the job done. That must have been stunning to you. Disappointing? I've been dealing with stuff like this since 2009. How turn it around? George Stephanopoulos, that must be stunning to you. It was stunning to me. I can't believe there's anybody in this country that doesn't want to French kiss you right here. There have been uh, a number of times where uh, you know, the punditry said, gosh, you know, how do you turn around? And what we do is stay focused on what matters and chip away at it and try to make progress. People have health care. The economy has gotten a lot better. What I do worry about... The economy has gotten a lot better. <laughs> yeah, right. ...is that right now we've got a Republican Party that seems to only care about saying no to me. So he's gone around Congress using the president's executive power and setting up a new high-stakes battle with Republicans. And you've got Speaker Boehner talking about suing you for executive actions that he says has crossed the line. He says, we elected a president, we didn't elect a monarch or king. Well, you notice that he didn't specifically say what exactly uh, he was objecting to. I'm not going to apologize for trying to do something while they're doing nothing. Even if you get sued? You know, uh, the, the suit is a stunt. It, but what I've told Speaker Boehner directly is, if you're really concerned about me taking too many executive actions, why don't you try getting something done through Congress? The majority of American people want to see immigration reform done. We had a bipartisan bill through the Senate, and you're going to squawk if I try to fix some parts of it administratively that are within my authority while you are not doing anything? You mentioned immigration. There's a humanitarian crisis on the border. Some of your critics have said you have to speak out more directly to the people of Central America and say, don't come. If you come, you will be deported. Well, we actually, we've done that. The problem is, is that under current law, once those kids come across the border, there's a system in which we're supposed to process them, take care of them until we can send them back. So is, is your so message don't come? Oh, our message absolutely is don't send your children unaccompanied uh, on trains or through, uh, through a bunch of smugglers. That is our direct message to the families in Central America. Do not send your children to the borders. If they do make it, they'll get sent back. More importantly, they may, may not make it. Let's talk about Iraq. Mm, there it is. There is Barack Obama telling you that uh, he will separate your family if you cross the border illegally. In his own words. Ooh, that makes things really awkward. Uh, I mean, you can always find a way to make these people look hypocritical. Always. It, it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. 
That's all it is. <laughs> there are always, always ways to, uh, ways to figure out or, or ways to point out their hypocrisy, should I say. Let me do this while we're, uh, we're just kind of chilling here. I'm getting word that we have no audio on the live stream, which is always exciting. And I'm going to see if we can, in the middle of this, made for kids. No. Oh, I don't know what all this is. Um, I don't know. See, here's the thing. Let me just go ahead and cut this off. When we uh, swapped everything around, y'all remember, uh, nothing's worked right since. Nothing. Nothing at all. So, we've had to reset everything. And, and the problem is it takes me days and days and days to get it like I need it. And then when I have to redo it, it's just uh, it's just a nightmare. Okay, let's see. Let's do take two on YouTube and see if we can't get people to join with a that and a this and a that take two and go live let's see if that worked maybe maybe just maybe that'll work but who knows I think we're good now I think we finally got audio on YouTube which um, if you are Checking out the podcast via YouTube. Welcome. You've missed some of the most fascinating content you will ever hear in your life. And you'll never be able to hear it. Because the stream was messed up and you couldn't hear me. But welcome. Welcome, YouTube, to, to the show. Um, it really wasn't that good. You didn't miss anything. So anyway, uh, the, the, the point of that is... The the hypocrisy is, was really highlighted last night during the uh, the Democrat National Convention because they have to get out here and say all these things about what, what Trump's doing wrong and how horrible it is and how there's no moral compass in this man because he's separating families, putting kids in cages, ignoring climate change, whatever. They've got a million reasons. Of course, they're not talking about what they're going to do. They're not explaining to you why, after 40 years in, in the government, and Joe Biden has not been able to, to, to fix the things that he claims he's going to fix. And they're definitely not bringing up Joe Biden's racist comments in the past, which most of us should find very interesting. Speaking of which, this is something I should dedicate an entire show to is is joe biden's racism but this and i feel like the trump campaign will really take advantage of this it needs to be in the forefront one because the black vote in 2020 can very well swing an election donald trump has more support from the black community than any republican in history as of right now and in my opinion in my humble opinion, that will only increase as we get closer to the election. It's only going to grow. And there's a guest we want to bring on this show. I'm actually going to try to reach out to them today 
uh, Candace Owens. You know Candace Owens. She's with um, Turning Point, Blackzit, all that stuff. Uh, they've got a lot of stuff going on in that movement, so we're going to try to bring her on to the show, and maybe that's kind of where we can discuss the, the, the racism of Joe Biden and, and whatever else. But there was one campaign ad that the Trump campaign put out and again, I posted that one on social media as well. Let me see if I can, if I can find this. And and don't mistake Joe Biden being the VP for the first African American president, eliminating his racism, because even Barack Obama knew how much of a screw up Joe was. He may have never called him racist, but there was a quote. I think Politico reported this, that said from Obama, quote. Don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. End quote. <laughs> and something tells me he feels that exact same way today. Um, you ain't black, Joe Biden. Let's see. I've got this ad somewhere. Here it is. I want to play this for you, just in case you haven't heard it. You may have. I haven't seen it played a lot on TV or even in online ads, I just saw, um, I, I just saw it on Donald Trump's Twitter feed. Now, before I go, oh, never mind. Okay, there's the Steve Bannon thing, the the Steve Bannon news that broke today, and I thought they were interviewing him on TV, which I thought was, was odd because he was supposed to be in jail. I'll talk about that in a few, though. I'll give you the details on what exactly all that stuff means. Here's that ad that the Trump team put out about Joe Biden and at, at best his racially insensitive comments. First, sort of mainstream African American who is articulate and bright and clean, nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story for me. To hear you talk about the reputation of two United States senators. Of course. It, why, it's, nothing can go right. Why is that? I'm going to do this. I got y'all covered. I, I've, got, I've got my own raw copy of this because I wanted to save it before Twitter or, or whoever took it down because it's, uh, it's good. Here you go. Joe Biden's ad uh, with his racially insensitive comments. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. My Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. And uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've, I think they've changed their mind. They're going to put you all back in chains. That's the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story for me. To hear you talk about the reputation of two United States senators who built their reputation and career on the segregation of race in this country. Mm. Are you going to apologize? Apologize for what? Kamala Harris asked him if he was going to apologize. Apologize for what? Joe Biden's got a lot of stuff to apologize about. A lot. 
But uh, I, and I may have played that ad on a previous podcast, but just in case anybody missed it, there it is again. It's uh, absolutely riveting. It needs to be played on every channel, every radio station, every podcast across the Great Plains, across America, so people know. Because if you think about it, you think about this. There is nothing, especially for the left, that is more important than words. That's what they run on. Words. Words mean everything. Actions, not so much. But words, whether that's your pronoun, whether that's how you identify as, uh, as your gender, the, the words of uh, microaggressions, the 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 spiel that the leftists give you that they they never deliver this is this is what matters to the left if you say something that goes against goes against their narrative or they feel like is over the line on a, a, the insensitivity scale they'll ruin your career that's it. That's what. That, that's their word. Words. That's that's their world. Words, not actions, matter to them, and that's the stark difference between what the left runs on, what the left wants, and what the right wants. The right has painted you a perfect picture, showing you what they want with Donald Trump, and that is action, not words, because there's a large portion of Trump supporters that really don't like Trump as a person. They don't like Trump as um, as a personality. They don't like his tweets. They don't like the fights that he picks. They don't like him calling for boycotts against Goodyear and American companies, semi-American companies, since they like to ship their jobs to Mexico. They don't like that. But every policy he puts in place, they support, so they're willing to look past the personality. Democrats are the opposite. Personality is everything. Your cool guy status is everything. You can get in the office and go back on all the things you said. Do nothing for the black community. Do nothing for uh, gay rights or the LGBT community other than light up the White House in, in rainbow lights. As long as you get on a stage and talk about how much you care about us. We don't care what you actually do. We just want to feel warm and fuzzy when you're on TV. That's it. And that's why the media and the Democrats in D.C. are able to manipulate the left, the general public, about Trump so easily. They only have to present them, it's all they've really got, with Trump's personality. Now, me, personally, I like Trump's personality. I think it's fantastic. I think, I think the fact that my policies line up exactly with Trump and then he's got the personality of Stone Cold Steve Austin from the WWF, it's, it's a dream come true for me. But not everybody's like me. A lot of y'all don't like Trump's personality. But actions speak louder than words for you. And that's why Trump is president. Because there is enough people out there that want actions, not words. We've gotten words our whole life from politicians, from presidents. 
And we were sick of it. We wanted action. And you got action. Now, we've got another election in November that is going to be words versus actions. Joe Biden's been giving you words for 40 years. And now all of a sudden he claims he could fix all of our problems. It's like Don Jr. said. He's, he's like, if, if Joe Biden knows how to fix America, why didn't he tell Obama? <laughs> why didn't he tell Obama how to do it while he was in office? That would have that been a big help. It would have been a big help for the left, too, because if Obama would have actually done a good job, if Obama would have been a, a halfway decent president, there would have been no Donald Trump. There would have been no President Trump. He said it himself. He's like, I probably wouldn't have even run if Obama did a good job. But it was such a horrible job done by the Democrats. I felt I had no choice. So thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thank you very much. Words versus action. That's what's on the ballot this November. Emotions versus policy it's nothing more than that all right let me move over to steve bannon as you probably heard this morning if you're watching this live we had uh we had some breaking news that steve bannon and i think four others had been arrested now let me pull this up because as i noted i i did no show prep today uh as I should have done, but I'm, I got enough of this stuff crammed in my head where I can fly by the seat of my pants. Um, Steve Bannon, along with... Um, hold on, hold on. Steve Bannon and four others, Brian Colfidge, Andrew Badalato, and Timothy Shea, were arrested and indicted for illegally funneling money from the, quote, We Build the Wall Fund. So, what this was, We Build the Wall Fund, and I I personally didn't see it. I know there's been, since the election of Trump, a talk of, of uh, you know, us donating to actually get the wall built because Congress wouldn't allow the president to do it. Steve Bannon and I guess a handful of others created this crowdsourcing, GoFundMe-style, not a charity, nonprofit, or whatever called We Build the Wall. And so they took in tons and tons and tons of money, millions of dollars they took in. And they they promised, now keep in mind, these are strictly allegations from the district I think Southern District of New York is the one that's charging him. Now, keep in mind, that's that's the same office that is constantly going after the president. They claim in their indictment, they took it to a grand jury, grand jury indicted him, so on and so forth, that Steve Bannon and those other three men illegally funneled money from that campaign into their own bank accounts what they've got to hang their hat on is on the website or whatever it says explicitly not one penny will go to anybody on this staff 
Not one penny will go to anyone that is behind this charity to get the wall built. And the indictment alleges that they sent money from that account to, I guess, other charities, other organizations, which then paid them into their personal accounts so they were not directly taking from the 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 campaign to build the wall and that that's the charges that they're going to be facing now steve bannon as i've seen on the bottom third on fox news has pled not guilty today in that case they got brought in front of a judge don't know about bail or if he's out at this point i would imagine I would imagine that a, that, a, that a bond was set and he was able to get out as well as the rest of these guys. But that's, that's what it is. And that's really all we know. Now, for me personally, if you're going to ask me what I think is going on here, because I, Steve Bannon just kind of, he's hit or miss for me. I, I like him sometimes. I don't like him sometimes. You know, when he departed the White House and even... After that, he and Trump, I don't know that he had beef with Trump, but Trump had beef with him. Kept calling him Sloppy Steve Bain. <laughs> sloppy Steve, you remember that. Uh, so he he called him Sloppy Steve. It's <laughs> so good because he is. He's kind of a sloppy guy. Um, but nonetheless, he was associated with Trump in the in the eyes of the public in the sense that he was the chief of staff at one time. He's tied to the president. Now, this district attorney's office has been going after Trump since he's been elected, right? And they've yet to find anything. They're searching through tax records. They're, they're, they're trying to do anything they can to find a reason to indict Donald Trump or take down those around him. We've seen it time and time and time again. Whether it's Michael Cohen or... On a larger scale, Michael Flynn, you got George Papadopoulos. Now, this is in the larger scale, not just Southern District of New York. But we've seen the left, which this this attorney's office can be tied in with the left. There's no doubt about it. They've done everything they can to take down people around Trump. This seems to be on its face, okay? Now, I have no details and no way to confirm that this is fact or not. But I like my chances when I say this is a hit job on Steve Bannon. And that maybe just going off the indictment is not telling the whole story. Now we will find out in the near future whether that's the case or not. But if I had a gun put to my head and somebody said, you have to decide... Is this a hit job, or was Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon legitimately funneling money and screwing people over that were donating to the border wall? I would go with hit job. I would go with hit job, because we watch it over and over. And the left, as you've heard me say time and time and time again, is so predictable, it's not even funny. You can sniff them out from a mile away. You know what they're going to do. It never changes. Even leading into this election and the nominating process. We all should have known Joe Biden was going to be the nominee. 
because we watched it happen in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. It's the same thing over and over. The tactics of the left, the playbook of the left never changes. It's always the same. So with the Steve Bannon thing, there's only so much I can say about that simply because we've only got so many details. But as we uh, move throughout the week, I'm sure we will find out more details and we can pass those uh, along to you. Now, Trish and I are getting ready for our podcast that we will be doing uh, this week, I believe. I think we're doing it this week, so we may do that tomorrow. We may even do it tonight. Who knows? But we're going to be doing that sometime this week, tomorrow, or Saturday, or something. We, we've we been talking about it for far too long, and we're ready to get it out of our system. We talk about it We talk about it every day. Or Should we do it today? Should we do it? Because we can do it whenever we want to. We're going to record it, and then we're going to put it out there. I believe we'll do it on YouTube as well if you guys are wanting to watch it live. But uh, that's what will happen. Don't forget the social media stuff. Y'all know Twitter and Parlor at Andrew McLean Who. Over the line on Facebook. And if you are listening on any of the podcast platforms, make sure you go to YouTube.com slash Over the Line and click that subscribe button. We've got to get to 1,000 subscribers, and we need, like, less than 200. So do that. Share it with your friends. And, you know, get, give me 200 people on there. I don't even care if they watch it. I just need the numbers there, okay? There's a, there's a bigger picture. Trust me. <laughs> there's a reason for all of this. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Make sure you don't miss it. And until then, uh, see you, Cole.